Hey guys, welcome to the Honest Room. I'm Janan. Hey guys, it's your girl Amira. Let's keep it honest. We're here with Trey and William for an exciting Red Month episode. Yeah. Okay, so we want you guys to introduce yourself. Um, you can start first, Trey. What's up, y'all? My name is Trey Vaughn, also known as KC, Trey on good old Instagram and Twitter. Um, I am a recent graduate of Old Dominion University, and I am a media, mm-hmm. I want to say enthusiast. The girl does podcasting, photography, videography, all that. Hey, what's good, y'all? It's Will Trippin' Blazing on Twitter, Unknown Process, and Yogi Plant Bay on Instagram, and Recent Plant Dead and Plant Enthusiast. Hit me up. All right, thanks for the introductions. So today, the podcast is going to be on the LGBTQ plus community and um, as a person in the community. So the first thing we want to talk about is. How do you feel, well, how did your life impact, how would your life impacted growing up in the gay community? Ooh, child, baby. Hold on, can Uh, I just run a disclaimer? I haven't heard any of the questions. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, growing up, there was very little, no representation um, of queer identities where I was from. at the time in my high school, elementary school, whatever, um, there had to have been maybe one or two other people that were identified as queer. So um, a lot of the experiences that I got um, growing up came from what I saw on the internet, came from what I saw on television. Um, so it, it kind of took a while to kind of develop what my identity was. I didn't even know gay was a thing. I didn't even know being attracted to the same sex was a thing at all. I just knew I was different than what everybody else. Well, everybody else wanted boyfriends or girlfriends of the opposite gender. I'm sitting over here like, that's not my cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? So um, it, it didn't really click until I would say maybe eighth grade when I realized, oh, so this is what it is. So I got to put terms to what I was experiencing in the lifestyle. So um, I would say that that was kind of my experience growing up. For me, the only gay i think i recall seeing is and i don't know if you guys remember i don't was he walking around the walmart or the vcc oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's the only <laughs> that's the only gay i remember seeing and you know he's was white and he, very different and i don't even think he was gay yeah, he, was queer. He, he was queer he was queer and he was it was actually in re- or he wasn't queer it was a representation of his child who had died from bullying for being gay but actually I also, but he used to walk around with his wife from what I remember. Yeah, so he, yeah. his child was gay. And okay, 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 yeah. Bullied and some, I don't know how his child passed on, but he was doing it in representation of his child. Okay, okay, I never knew okay. back And that was the only, I guess, because at the time I didn't know the backstory, queer, gay experience I'd ever had growing up. Um, Much like you all, like, being gay was never a thing that was really talked about in my family and if it was it was always spoke in like a negative light so i guess around probably around um middle school high school is when i did start feeling like that was different and wasn't you know feeling that attraction to girls well i would say although i'm a heterosexual female um I have cousins. Okay, fish. Right, I'm an ally. But I had a cousin who was um lesbian. Um and in our family, she was never shunned, like she was never shunned at all. 
Um, but you know, growing up with a older, old school, you know, black family has always been like, oh, well, your gay cousin, or you know, your cousin's gay, yeah, yeah. But it was never in a negative tone. So like, I guess I always knew about it, but it was never like, I guess I was never really educated on it. It was almost like the description they used. Yeah, it was, it was okay. a, a description. So I would say I was always around it, but never really taught about it. Um, I guess we can go into the next topic. How did you guys feel? I'm going to school because I know me personally, I went to um, public school, um, most of my elementary, uh, middle and high. And I can definitely say seeing things and hearing things. I just want to know how do you guys like, how did it impact you guys? Was it, was it um, like, did, was it a good thing? Was it a bad thing? Because I mean, back in our time, we were a little older now, it was definitely I don't know, I just want to hear your opinions on it. I thought it wasn't as accepted back then as it is now. So my personal experience back then, like being called gay was like the butt of the joke for everyone. It was like, oh, you gay, you gay. And I mean, for kids who didn't know what they liked or were confused about what they liked, it was kind of discouraging because it was just looked down upon or seen like you were as a joke. And I don't know, like it was just... In a way, it was, I'm not going to say hard, but it was just annoying and frustrating because it's like, you know, like, what if I am, but, okay. I Um, think that it adds a lot to, like, the coming-of-age journey. Like, you're already in high school, you're already developing as a person, and then you're also throwing on this, I don't want to call it a huge thing, but it's very, it makes you very different than everyone else. So it's, and you're in school, and kids are already mean, and then it's like, you're not only this, but you're also the gay person. And it just adds a lot to that experience, sometimes in a more negative manner. Um, I definitely agree. Like in high school specifically, it was like this this battlefield. And I, I had to like navigate my areas, like being undercover to so where people would say, Oh, like, are you gay? And I would, I would be like, oh, no, I'm not. Or oh, I'm just feminine. I would use that as the, that as the excuse. Um, and then I realized that it wasn't the fact that they had a problem with someone being gay. They had a problem with the man being more feminine and embracing his feminine side more. Um, and I guess with that being entailed, um, I kind of had to embrace it very, very early on. I think I came out in what, like, tenth grade. Um, and it came to a point where it came to a point where the, like, the only representation that we had was a senior while I was in 10th grade, um, and she was trans. Um, and she came up to me, she told me, at the end of the day, people can people can talk to you and say whatever they want to you, whatever slurs they throw at you, but you won't have to set that example of who, who yours is and uh, use your own identity to prove to them that no matter what they say is going to affect you. So um, although it was difficult, I kind of I kind of took it as, at the end of the day, this is probably one of the first times y'all probably even seen somebody gay. So I'm, I'm going to show y'all what somebody gay is. So. Okay. So because we wouldn't be the honest room if we didn't throw some juicy questions in there, had either of you ever been with a woman? I'll start. Actually, I have. <laughs> well, I also have. Um, surprisingly, it was on my 18th birthday, actually. Ooh. Not birthday sex. And at that point, I was already, like, officially gay. So that was like a, oh, let me just see what this is about type of moment. And I literally, after the fact, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I like dicks. So, um, so. I've, I've dabbled. 
I would say, so I keep it a band. So from like eighth grade to 10th grade, or I think it was sixth grade to 10th grade, I was on and off dating this girl for a while. Um, So as I'm dating her, I'm still trying to figure out this whole other side of, you know, dealing with the men's disease. So I was like, at the end of the day, let me, let me try to make sure that I know for a fact before I, before I tell anybody, I want to at least try it. And the, the test trial was interesting. Um, would I do it again? No. But um, I, I can at least say I tried, you know. So, so why didn't you like it? Yeah, why didn't you like it? Why didn't, and, well, okay, so my question is, why didn't you like it? Was it like, ex, like was it like an experiment? Were you trying to prove something to yourself? I've been Were you just women. like social media was like hyping it up and you wanted to try? Like what made you guys like want to like dabble? <laughs> um, for me, it was, girl, it was so much. First of all, she was the like aggressor. And I'm like, all right, this, this, this is new. Okay, cool. That I think the biggest thing about it was the girl, the, the texture and the taste. <laughs> and Ooh, the, now you have to lick the cat. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. the when you say when you have to, when you have to like fake it till you make it, girl. I'm over here trying to like act like I like the shit, girl. Whole time about to throw up. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this, girl. I can't. But um, yeah, she liked it. She said it was nice, so that's all that matters. Well, for me, for me, it was like a mutual friend thing so like i knew i know this person like me and this person are still good friends to this day and honestly i cannot remember how it got to that point and but it was like a mutual thing like we were both on like oh like should we do it like we was kissing whatever and one thing led to another you know like i ain't eat her box or nothing but you know i hit from the back a little bit or whatever <laughs> and yeah but I don't, the reason why i just don't see what the hype is like I know some niggas be like, yes, yeah, da 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 da. Like, okay, but I don't know. Like, that's how I feel about dudes too. Like, I just don't get any satisfaction of sticking. You know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, y'all are bottoms. Yeah. Huh? Well, I am. Oh wait, so yeah, that's a that's a good segue into enter to the next question. I guess. Um, so how do you? Because I know it's a big thing. Like I see it on social media, I see it on um, like my friends. They talk about it a lot. So how do you like, because I know like the gay community always, well, from what I see on Twitter, they always talk about someone trying to put them into a box. Like, you know, if you're a bottom, you're feminine. If you're a top, you're masculine. So how do you guys feel about that? Like being put into a box, like having to say like what your preference is or, you know, what if you want to do both or what if you want to dabble into other things? So how do you feel about I mean, like, just being put into a box. Or if you don't mind being put into a box, like, say if you're a bottom, you be like, well, I'm strictly, I'm a bottom. I like masculine tops. Like, how do you feel about the whole situation? Um, So there's definitely been times where I've lived up to the stereotype. There's a lot of girls that live up to the stereotype that bottoms typically are more feminine. And I think that's where they got it from. Um, But also, I've seen some very masculine bottoms at the same time, too. So coming of age... You had to realize that, girl, just because somebody is masculine don't mean you think they're going to top you that mm-hmm. night. I promise you, you're going to be very much so disappointed. Um, I don't mind being in the box. Girl, if you want to call me bottom, girl, that's it. Um, I don't take the being called a bottom as an insult like I used to when I was younger. I know there's a lot of girls that still do. Um, so, yeah, I'm very flexible with as far as, like, the terminology. But you just – everything is not what it seems, period. 
for me, um, I think I've come to the conclusion that I am strictly bottom. Like, it might be, like, I have one dude, like, if I fuck with him, that'll probably be the only nigga I top. But it's just, like, the connection that me and him have, and I've known him for a while. And that's just my personal preference. Like, like I said, I don't, like, to me, I don't get any pleasure from, you know, fucking someone. Okay, so for me, I don't get the idea, the process, all of it of bottoming. I applaud you guys. I think that it's bottoming is like one of the hardest fucking things to do in life. It's entirely too time consuming for the reward. And honestly, I've tried, I don't enjoy it, don't really see the hype. Kudos, kudos to the soldiers that march in the war, but it's not for me. I think for me, I just like to have that feeling of being taken care of and, you know, letting I someone like please me. So, see, and I've been, in that, I've been in that predicament where, okay, so, okay, girl, I'll talk once before. Okay, cool. Um, but okay, it made, you. I have to. Yeah, okay, but it made me feel like I had to do all of the work, you know, like I was the one being the aggressor, I was the one taking care of him, and it was like this, it, it, it especially didn't help the fact it was an instance where I didn't come prepared to top, like, you. What is the preparation for you to top? Ooh, baby girl. I mean, you used to bottom in, and it's like, that person wanted you to top them, it's like, you a little caught off guard, you know? Yeah, especially when you're when you're at a time where, okay, let's say you're doing a hookup and you expect the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you ready to get your shit like, blown out like? Yeah, and okay. then he comes and says, "Actually, I want a bottom." Um, sorry, oh. I know the past. I went thirty minutes. <laughs> what I had to go through for you to say some shit like that, you know, like when niggas tell me they might want to top, I'd be like, all right, bro, um, I'm going to stay home today, but it'd <laughs> <laughs> be cool, but it's not happening. Well, that, that sounds like a lot, but I mean, females, we also prepared too, so I can But I... But you don't have to be worried about shitting on someone, like, that is like <laughs> the epitome of like scary oh, no, shit, like, that is like the That's scariest... What we call, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so since we're talking about that, like, Okay, so since you guys know that it's a possibility that, you know, it could happen, like, so, I mean, say for an ex- a, like an example, if it did happen, like, you just get up and go home, like, like, what, like, do you just be like, oh, my bad, bro, I'm sorry, we can finish, though, like, how does that work? Do y'all hit them with the eye, bro, I gotta head out. <laughs> Look, okay, so, for those that don't know, when you shit on somebody, it's called painting. I haven't had... The you know a negative experience of painting. However, I do know some of my girls, and they've pretty much. All right, bro, it's been cool. This has been so embarrassing. I'ma just two step it on now. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's it's a lot, girl. It's a lot. I know, but I feel like it also depends on the relationship you have with that person. Because I feel like some dudes may or may not be like, oh well, you know, just go clean up, and you know, you'll yeah. be straight or whatever. Uh, some niggas, you know, they might like that type of shit, and they might just be like, "Keep on going." You never know. So, I mean, I think it's very relationship. So, like, if it's a hookup, I feel like 
that has its own thing. And if you paint for them to hook up, you guys aren't really connected enough for them to not be like, all right, bro, it's time for you to go. But I think in a relationship, you are more sensitive to what they have going on. So you're not like, okay, you painted, you got to leave. Like, yeah, because I. Get the fuck out. But why not be sensitive in general? Because, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a part of gay sex. But, like, but listen, because if I'm at a hookup, I expect to blow the fuck out of your bag. I expect to, like, wear you the fuck out. I don't expect. But, listen. I expect you to have prepared. I expect you to have prepared yourself. But listen, listen, listen. If it's not like a hookup. So, like, say, for example, like, you know, y'all just hanging out, yada, yada, one thing leads to another. And what if that person didn't prepare? Say if y'all the library, y'all doing a study date or whatever. Next thing you know, y'all back in somebody's dorm. Then say that. Just say you're not prepared. But you're already in the moment. Say you're not prepared, though. I mean, I, I completely <laughs> Communication understand. is the key to success. Communication is key to understand. Like, do you shun that person? Do you be like, well, why aren't you prepared? Like... Or what if it nothing like what if they are prepared and like and then something just you know magically happens? I personally I think it all depends on I don't want to like be super like graphic, but I think it depends on the amount, it depends on like how it happens. Like if it like you look and it's a little bit okay, cool, we could keep going. If your body is like oozing, ooh. Uh, okay okay next question so um all right so when we were talking a little bit earlier about um you know bottom top yada yada oh i think trey you said like sometimes um like saying you're a bottom was negative um why do you feel like it was a negative connotation to being a bottom it's like, girl, in our community, being a bottom sometimes is like being at the little bottom of the food chain. It's like, girl, you don't do nothing. Girl, you're just there to, to take it, and that's that. Um, but then there's, there's, there's a lot of other things, like using the term bottom in our community sometimes, like using the term like bitch in a negative way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're, you're beneath me. It's like, you know, so... Um, in that way, in that way, that's how it is. And it, it's crazy because a lot of us we slip up and we call each other bottoms. Like, girl, shut up, you bottom. Like we do it, we do it often. Like sometimes we do. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something that we as a community need to work on for sure. Because bottom shaming out of the question. I'm supposed to saying like as such as bottom shaming. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. I wish um, my friend would have been here because. That's his favorite topic ever, bottom shaming. Um, William, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm I don't really have like a lot of gay friends or anything, so I'm never in the predicament when someone has called me a bottom. But I mean, I feel like there's a lot of favoritism in the gay community of like verse. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. I I can see where you guys get like being a bottom is almost the bottom of the food chain. Like, I guess, like, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it does appear to be, like, bottom, the verse girls, and then the tops. Uh-huh. But Literally, because it's like, either you're either verse, or there's all fucking bottoms. Like, there's never any fucking straight, strictly tops. Like, most of the tops in there want to get fucked, too, eventually, so. Ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> They want to try, okay? Oh, no, <laughs> okay, ma'am, so, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Okay, so with dating, because I know... Let's get into dating. Because 
you know, I have a lot of gay friends who like who date. So my thing is, how do you pick and choose? So like, is that a first question you ask? Like, are you a bottom? Are you a top? Are you a first? Because I would need to know that going forward, right? Is it okay if I leave with this one, guys? Um, yeah. For me, I don't ask anyone when I'm getting to know them if they're a top or a bottom, because I actually want to get to, like if I think I'm gonna like you as far as enough to even be friends or have a relationship, I want to get to know you as a person. And I don't want to add a sexual connotation to our dynamic mm-hmm. from the beginning. Um, so that typically I don't lead with top or bottom. I just try to get to know the person. And typically by the time I've gotten to know the person, I have my hunch, which mm-hmm. is not a hundred percent correct, but it more likely than not, I know. I would say for me, it depends on how you approach the situation because if you're just hitting me up for the first time and that's like the first thing you say, then I'm already like, I'm not even fucking with you. Like, you could have asked me a billion other questions, but your first thing you say is, are you top or bottom? Like, why is that important right now? I don't even know your name. <laughs> like, for real. And I don't know. It's just how you approach the situation. I used to, it used to be deal breaker for me. Like, if you were... You're a bottom. I'm about to be like, hey, sister, um, this is not going anywhere. I'm going to let you know this right now. Uh, especially when it depends on the app as well. Um, so if we're if we on one of those apps where it's strictly like you looking to do a one night stand and one of the girls hit you up, I feel like even still this day, I'm going to be like, sis, barking up the wrong tree. Uh, <laughs> if you're a bright, okay, we might be able to work something out. You know, I'm gonna try to my hardest to keep the conversation going. Um, because I just don't like my time wasted at, at that. I know that's kind of like basing relationships solely off on sexual preference, but it kind of, I'm not, I'm okay. not going to. My well, that actually leads me to a question. So, mm-hmm. you guys got to know this guy, he's amazing. Then you realize, okay, well, for in your case, for both of you, he's a bottom. That automatically no, you guys built a connection, but you just can't. But that would make sense because, like, it well, would be on. no sexual, like, but desire. But they both there. just said they've talked before. But they said they don't want to either. Anymore. Okay, but that's why I'm asking them based off the relationship, not off the sexual. Okay, yeah. Okay, I get you. Well, that has happened to me in definitely plenty of situations. Like, I've gotten to know people, talk to them. Like, sex hasn't even been a thought of topic of conversation, and then it comes around to like, oh, dang, like you know. We never talked about that. And then it's like, oh, like, fuck, like, you're a bottom too. And be like, well, I mean, we could be friends, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, it's really not going anywhere. That, but, you know, and then typically this fades off, so. We can be friends. That's, <laughs> baby, because it's, it's nothing that we can't do after that. I mean, for me, like, when it happens and it's, like, another top, I pretty much ask them, do they want to get fucked? Like, what are their? I try to figure out how stuck to that being a top they are. And I will say sometimes, like, I may be in a toppier feeling mood, so then I may play it to see like where it might go and would I be willing to? Because I'm not going to say I'm going to be strictly bottom forever because you know you never know where your heart might lead you to. So, and that's kind of where the question was geared towards where your heart might lead you. Okay, so I guess my next question will be okay so relationships since that's a topic um how do you feel about like all the dating apps like jack tinder uh what's up on grinder and like the hookup culture 
in the community? Because I mean, everybody, hookup culture is just a, a thing in general. It's not just strictly the LGBTQ plus community. But do you think those apps play a big role in it? I was going to say, because I've been on Tinder and hooked up with women before, and they pretty much initiate a whole... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, not just strictly the LGBTQ plus community, but how do you think those apps, you know, is it... Can you find a relationship off of Jack or Grinder or Tinder? Or is it strictly just hook up? Or can you find friends? So this is what someone literally told me, like, the other day. They said that they feel that these apps and social media are basically forcing people to try to find not going to say necessarily relationships but these sticky situations that they find themselves in whereas you know human nature is to go out and find people out in the world and i feel like that's very much what these apps do because it's like you're looking to see what's here and it's like not everyone wants to be alone or anything so you're trying to look for companionship that is just right there but it's like is it real like what are you really here for? And that's a big thing is you don't really know what people are out here for. And they might just be saying what they want you to hear. I agree. Um, these apps, they, depending on what app specifically too, they direct you to either you, okay, you may be speaking for a relationship or you may be just speaking a one night stand. Um, and it's it's a thing in the, in the gay community where we as a whole, we just have a general understanding like, oh girl, we met him off Jack, oh girl, we know what it was doing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to hear a lot of people in my personal circle like, oh, we met off Jack, we're in a relationship. Um, whereas something like Tinder is like, oh, we, we're talking, oh, we're in a relationship and stuff like that. And I, I try to understand why the dynamic is so different from an app like Jack and an app like Tinder. Um, I feel like it's just kind of a deeper meaning into it. I feel like Tinder is just a more public like platform than Jack. Like Jack is literally, I feel like a creep site. Like half the people, not even half, like 70% of the people on there don't even have photos of. So you really Hello. see what a person is going to send you. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Don't y'all think it's crazy though? Like it'll be these blank pages and they'll want to initiate a conversation with the nude like no or oh, do you want to fuck like excuse yeah. me <laughs> yeah no it's like you want to i don't know what your face looks like but i know you're on all fours and you're like okay yeah i'm trying to get it popping like what's up just that simple just that simple so Girl, like, like some people don't care like they would be like okay like what's your address like i'm on the way they'll like, your oh, address. yeah they'll be like i'm at the right. in room 307 you trying to come through? Oh, they both, both. So, like, you could be a like a killer or a murderer. Like, they don't care. Niggas don't care. Care. No. Niggas want to die about that night. Okay. Carry your peace. Let me tell you. It's, it's scary out here. I, I don't. And then they attitudes when you ask them how they look. Like, and then call us shallow. Excuse me. You want me to send you a picture of my whole new body? I don't even know how your face looks. Oh, yeah. That, see, to me, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's on every app, like whether it's the, a gay app or a straight app or whatever. Like, well, that's just crazy that people will just just send you like my address, come see me. But I can't even, I don't know what your face is like, but I know what your house looks like. You ready to invite but, me a police stranger in your house? You don't know if I'm crazy and deranged or not. All right. I, well, you know, I, mean, I mean, like the experience I told you about, me and bro, like I had, like, I don't know, I was stupid anyway. Like college, you be doing, having fun, like doing whatever. 
Like, I was talking to him for a while. Granted, I never saw what he looked like, but we was talking for a while. So I was like, you know, let me give him the opportunity to do for the doubt. And that's when I had that crazy experience. And he was, like, trying not to let me leave out his house and all this other shit. And to this day, like, that's why I don't even meet people up in general, like, when I see their face. Because I'm like, I just have a general hesitation. Yeah, I can definitely agree that I went. Um, This is, like, probably sophomore year of college. And I went. I was supposed to link up with this guy. And it was two niggas in there. I was like, Ooh. whoa. <laughs> I was like, he was like, oh, no, no, my friend, he just wants to watch. I was like, I got I to gotta go get condoms oh, out my car. Yay. I think I called you yeah, that day. You I was like, I got to go get condoms out my car. And I just didn't come back. And they hit me up. I was like, blop. I, like, I don't understand that. Why do you, like why do some people think that stuff like that is okay? Like you think you just randomly like, set me up in a session and not let me know that? Like But speaking of sessions, what are you guys' feelings on sessions? Are you in the group play, threesomes, foursomes, gang situations? Nothing. I haven't made it well, there I think, yet. I think four and <laughs> up. It's a gang. I think that's an orgy. I think that's an orgy. Yeah. Orgy gang. Yeah. That's not the same thing. <laughs> unless, look, unless it's all getting done to you, then it's a gang. But if it's everyone participating, then that's an orgy. So you didn't say what your opinion on that was. Ah! You, <laughs> you know, I still have a long life to live, so I can't say what Never I really will not try. So I'm open to the idea. Like, you know, them little tantric massage groups. Like, I might do something like that. But as far as a sex group, I don't know. Because I, I feel like, what y'all status is? You know, I need to see some papers or something. I think, like, as someone that's pre-pharmacy, all, all I can think about during, like, and I this is why I don't have hookups anymore. It's because all I can think about is, okay, well, I need, like, a full, like, medical background on you. Like, I need to know everything. Yeah. And it's not like even HIV is like the only thing out here. Like people have syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, like all that. Like you never and know. Niggas be having syphilis for thirty years mm-hmm. and don't and realize don't their brains start decaying. Oh. All right, so I think um, we can change the topic a little bit from relationships to. Are you know you guys know that recently with the whole Black Lives Matter um, protest. Um, there's a lot of talk on social media, Twitter especially. Um, a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus were um, saying that, you know, of course we're black, of course, you know, we're black men, we're black women, but they don't feel connected sometimes because they feel like we, black people don't always support them or some black people don't support them. Do you guys feel like you're othered in the black experience? Yes. I absolutely feel like that. Um, it was... Honestly, like in the black community, it's like you're one or the other. You can't be both black and gay. Um, and in and, and this time that we're fighting and everything is so politicized right now, it's like, okay, it's probably, but also we're protesting for, for our rights right now. And you kind of, I, I've seen a couple people, including myself, I haven't even talked about it. It's like, I'm not about to do all of this political work. I mean, at the end of the day, we drop the F slur right after all this is said and done. You know what I'm saying? Um, and there's a lot of people, even down to the discrimination against the trans woman of color, where they just absolutely won't tolerate it at all. Um, mm-hmm. You're a man of wig, you're this, that, and the third. Um, and they expect us to still stand up on the same lines as they are um, throughout, throughout a lot of these political moments. And it's disheartening. 
it's a it's a lot to think about and it's it's an issue that us as a black community we need to start discussing now it's not just oh this x amount of black lives matter it's all black lives matter and it's that period um so for me i just feel like i do i mean i identify as multiracial like that's what i usually took off of my thing but my predominant race is i guess is black and i feel like there is a huge disconnect but i feel like we have to focus on the topics at hand like this is the biggest thing that we can work on at this present moment that is going to get effectively done like granted like just yesterday um they just eliminated um job description so you can't get fired for however you identify but i'm like this is the thing at hand like granted there's a lot going on people are killing you know trans people that's huge but i feel like you gotta take a win for a win and try to work on those things where you can get to them for me i think that as black lgbtqia plus people i think that it's important that first of all i think that it's important that we're making sure that there's a better tomorrow for everyone that's a part of the black experience and i think that we're actively a part of the black experience so we need to also be represented and when you try to okay well you're either gay and you're for gay rights or you're black and you're for black rights i think that's counterproductive because you need every voice that can be heard to be heard uh, I agree too. Um, even as an ally, I know I try to do my duty to help educate people who don't know um, anything about the LGBTQ community. Um, and also, I sign every petition I see. I try to donate money as much as I can. I feel like you can fight two battles at once. It shouldn't be this or that. We can all come together and fight for each other. At the end of the day, these are there are black people in the LGBTQ community. There's LGBTQ plus people in the black community. We can come together as one. I don't think it should be any, I don't understand why there's a divide. And I think that if everyone could just understand and like just come together, we wouldn't have this big fight. And I know it's just hard for just one person to say that. Like, you know, we all just come together. I know it's much harder than that, but I people just, I, I don't understand what's the big issue. Like. I never could. But see, that's the thing is when it's not affecting you, people do not care. Like the same way white people aren't worried about really like what's going on with black people until now, since it's only such a big thing because they burning down white businesses. Like when it's not affecting you, you're not worried about it. And unfortunately, that's the thing in the black community. They're not, none of the stuff that is going on is affecting them. So it's like, I mean, why do I care? Like, why should I go out here and do that? And it's up to us to make them aware of the situations, you know? All right. And you know what honestly irritates me the most? Because I've seen an activist. He literally made a whole video of how, like, he, and he's a Black activist. I think he's from Atlanta. Um, and he's, like, he's really big on Instagram. I don't know about Twitter. But he's really big. He makes videos all the time. And he made a whole video saying how, like, he's all for Black people and Black rights. But he do not support the LGBT. Q plus community and I just couldn't understand it I was like well why like why not and I think his reasoning behind it was that it makes us look weaker or that it's something about the bible and I just like I'm, I'm I don't get why he was so upset or why he just he acts on this whole group of people like and then they were so black and then they're still people so like what's the big issue and I think that that forces like a, okay so if you're going to be 
pro Black Lives Mattering and as Black people we are, but you're anti-LGBTQIA plus people, then should they just not support? Now you have an issue because there's you feel like they're Black and they should support. But, but you don't support them. But you don't support them. Right. But you're saying, why the obligation to you being Black, you should support? This is my thing. Yeah, I don't support for the benefit of me. Like, I support for, like, my nephews and people like that, my little cousins and stuff, because I'm like, they're in the world, so it's up to us to educate the younger group so they can grow up to support us, you know, the LGBTQ community. So that's why I do it, because I'm like, I don't want to see my little cousin out here dead somewhere and no one out here marching for them, so that's why I'm trying to make a difference now. And it's like, and if I educate them on our community and how they can help and educate other people, then in fact, then, you know, it turns and helps us out. Because with the less less battles you have to fight is the more issues you can focus on. Correct. So, but it's like, I, I feel like at the end of the day, it's like we're, we are picking and choosing which battles to fight. And it's like, when, when you, when you say that, it's like, well, this is a matter at hand. We can focus on this issue later, but what happens when we're still facing the same discrimination that they're facing, but this time it's from our own community. So do we just wait? It, it, it's, it's yeah, we can teach the kids of a younger generation to appreciate us for a, for a later time, but what do we do to those who aren't those kids, like the adults at this time? Um, we have to find some type of middle ground where you have to let your prejudice go, and it's it's all about this culture of uh, an oppressed culture oppressing another oppressed culture. Um, it's a systematic form of they hurt me, so I'ma hurt you. Um, and it's so embedded in our society where we we have to we have to find a way to meet a middle ground. It, it can't just be oh we we'll wait for it. Um, we we gotta do we gotta do better than that. So how do you think as um, members of the LGBTQ plus community and an ally? How can what can we do to you know try to bridge that gap? Try to educate people and i know like it's hard to say oh well, i need to educate this 50 year old white man because he don't want to listen or this 30 year old black man because he does feel like you know it's wrong how do you how what do what are we supposed to do this is how i look at it as you can try to educate anybody on anything you want to but it's up to them to receive the message that's like you sitting in the class that you don't want to be in that person can sit there and teach you all fucking year but that don't mean you want to sit there and listen to and retain any of the information they're telling you. It, it's definitely up to those who want to be educated. Um, and of course, there's there's been other ways where people have tried to incorporate these messages by the, like the kids shows or even in the regular shows where you're starting to see more queer characters show up. Um, mm-hmm. It's like they're bit by bit trying to increase the representation and have that be some form of way to educate those who aren't necessarily as tolerant of the LGBT community. Um, but for those who are at the very least willing to learn, like take those steps to ask those questions in the correct way, politely. I know oftentimes people are like, well, I don't know how to ask, ask these questions. Sometimes we as a prayer community, we understand you don't know, so we won't take the time to um to explain it to you and it's also our duty as the queer community to know that those who don't know how to ask these questions the correct way to take that as simply they just don't know they're ignorant of the mm-hmm. facts so let's explain it 
the way. And then when they have other questions like that, when they meet other people of our community, hey, this is the way you need to address that question. This is the way you need to talk about it. It kind of goes hand in hand. But as far as those that don't necessarily want to be educated, it's those a lot of stuff. I guess you can say subliminal ways of increasing this representation um, that's going to eventually change their mind, hopefully. I I agree with you guys. Um, in my opinion, I think they should start. Um, they need to implement uh, the history of the LGBTQ plus community in schools. I never once in my life, well, while I was in elementary through high, I had no type of education um, about it at all. Um, I didn't learn about the Stonewall um, protest until I was in college, and then I had to go myself and, and do that's such a extra significant event. Such research. a significant event. It's, it's exactly, and this stuff like that, like okay. you just don't know. There's a lot of people don't. Know, they don't even know the definitions of most of these words. So it's like, I feel like we, it should start like in the school systems. Like this is a part of people. This is a part of our everyday life. It's like it needs to be taught. So I think, yeah. you know, starting there is a start. And you know, I, I do think it's a it's going to be a long journey, but it's a journey that needs to be had. Exactly. I agree that the education system as a whole needs to complete reform. Like it's it's more now. It's our history it's is more than history. just history of colonization. Correct. It's literally just white people history, black history. <laughs> History. Exactly. History. I'm like, black history is not the truth of black history is not even in the history book. So, what do you think LGBT is going to be like a hundred years from now before it gets in the history book? And, and it's not even going to be accurate when it gets in there by then. It's just exactly. The craziest part, like, and it's it's, it's ridiculous. I like, I don't understand. Like, I just can't wrap my head around why people have so much hate. The history of the LGBT is what they portray in the media on in movies and stuff, which basically tens out ten times out of ten is inaccurate. Inaccurate portrayal. <laughs> Very inaccurate. I had to actually do my own research. And like I'm so appreciative that I took that women's studies class and we had that one chapter that opened like my brain up to so much more stuff. Because I probably still would have been very uneducated on the situation and topics. So, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's going to take a lot to reform how we are, even down to the representation. Like, these quote-unquote diversity hires, like, I've known growing up, having these teachers that taught stuff that wasn't necessarily in the curriculum um, was very was very few. And it's going to take more teachers like those who, let's say, let's say we do have a queer teacher um, who just so happen to teach, I don't know, math or English or something like that. But how they act and how they interact and how they identify also rubs off on those students, too. Now, they can pass that on to the next generation and so on. Um, we're going to need more people that kind of break away from those, from the, that regular curriculum and have a lot more of those interpersonal relations so that it can, they can get rid of a lot of their implicit biases. Okay, so that was actually our last question for you guys. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, is there anything you guys want to promote, anything you want to share, anything that we can do to assist you guys with our platform? Um, just check out my plant page, well, my creative self-expression page, Yogi Plant Bay on Instagram. Good content coming up soon. Um, and you guys can follow me on Twitter. 
Instagram, um, and TikTok at H. That's Trey. I do some quality content or whatever up there. Um, and that's my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash TrailerVision. But well, you know, the good, good duties and so on. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks, y'all. Thank you guys so much Thanks for having you. us. Thank you guys. And we will talk to you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.